What's up, everybody? Okay, do you guys know that even if we all ate the same and exercised the same, that we would all still look completely different? I'm Lacey Green, a super trainer with body. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And I'm telling you, this is something you need in your life. The app is about feeling amazing as we help you get life-changing results. That's called health esteem. Feeling good about yourself right now as you work on the person you are becoming using Body's easy-to-follow programs. Body isn't just some app. It's a day-by-day plan plan and its people, its trainers, delicious meal planning, and even positive mindset experts. And Body features my program for beginners only, which you have to try even if you've never worked out a day in your life. And here's how I'll make it a total no-brainer. Join Body today and you can get one month free. That's a $29 value, a full free month just for joining today and letting me help you start your lifestyle transformation. I do not want you to miss this free month offer. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. After all the scaremongering about the heat, 100% of the people currently listening to this podcast are still alive. Answer that, science. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon, and this is Non-Censored. Welcome back to Non-Censored, the best bits from the week of my wildly popular and much-listened-to radio show, I am, as always, joined by my producer, Martin. Hello. <laughs> it's been a hot one, that's for sure, hasn't it? <laughs> Still it has... a little sticky, to be honest. Yes, it's been very hot and very sticky. But to those people complaining, sort yourself out, just buy a fan. We had a lot on the show this week. There were some things, as always, wasn't there, Martin, that we just couldn't fit in. Uh, we had oh. Alexander Pettifer, the former royal nanny for Harry and William in the studio, but sadly, we have no time to fit her interview onto the podcast. Yes, yes. There were also some questions as to how you got her to agree to come on the show. You uh, you, you told her it was a Tatler interview, didn't you? That's <laughs> naughty, naughty. That's just <laughs> journalism, Martin. Honestly, yes. this little white lies, that's how you get ahead. Sure. What, what's a little white lie between friends? Exactly, <laughs> and, exactly, and Martin. Colleagues. Also, <clears throat> we talked about J Lo and Ben Affleck getting married, but she's no longer J Lo. She's now J Aff, as she's taken his name. I yes, absolutely. I think it's so lovely when a woman takes the man's name. I don't go with all of this modern stuff of keeping your own name, unless, of course, you know, you're like myself, and I, I have to because I'm a, a strong professional w- woman but I-, I just think it's wonderful i can't stand it though i have to say the other way around when the man takes the woman's what? name uh what of are course. you what absolute wimp i mean Gross. i i did take my wife's name <sighs> of course as you as you know you were there <laughs> also please remember that tickets are still available for our live show on september the 10th you can get them at kingsplace.co.uk and it's going to be a lot of fun. So please do get your tickets. Now, the leadership debate is still rolling on. It's just down to the final two, Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak. So, of course, we had Liz on the show. Unfortunately, we, we couldn't get Rishi, but we did have Roger Moore, the, the journalist who knows all about him. Let's have a listen. Welcome, Liz. How are you feeling? It's just you and Rishi now. Yes, hello, Harriet. Yes, it's all going very well. Uh, My campaign has immediately hit 
the ground. Yes, hit um, hit the ground running, I think, I think is what you mean there. I have no time for exercise. I'm on the ground with my campaign. Right, wonderful. Now, Liz, this campaign has been called the nastiest leadership campaign in Conservative history. Do you worry about that, that you're just sort of tearing each other apart? I do worry that the country at the moment, a population of almost 175,000, have the option to vote for one of the most unpleasant, unkind bullies that has ever run for leadership. And I am, of course, I don't want to speak ill of a colleague, but I am talking about Rishi Sunak. Right. So you you think Rishi Sunak is not not a good idea for Prime Minister. The public... I mean, you've said you've said that he's going in the wrong direction on tax. Yes, he's going in the wrong direction on that. He said we can't lower taxes. Well, I'm sorry, but that all sounds like a former leader of this country who ruined this country. I am, of course, talking about the all-powerful, weak, ineffectual Jeremy Corbyn. Well, Rishi, look at the evidence. Not wearing a tie wants to not lower taxes. That's communism. Thank you. I always think it's very good to to draw our listeners' uh, attention to the damage that Jeremy Corbyn did to this country because... It's not, it's not been great for this country for, for a while now, and I, I think we all know the root of the problem. Yes, it is the former leadership. I will name no names, but I had absolutely nothing to do with that disgrace. Nothing. And that is why I have hit the floor. Hit, hit the floor running, isn't it? As leader... I will promise so much that I can definitely do. For example, l- lower taxes from day one. Day one? Yes. They're, they'll be much lower. Wond- wonderful. Now, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to draw your attention to some negative things that have been said to you by your peers. No, thank so, you. Uh, no, no, thank you. Lord Hayward said that you would be an easier target as PM as you haven't performed well in debates. And Lord Hayward is known by some as a sort of mystic Meg of polling. So, you know, he knows his stuff. Yes, well, he says I'm no good in debates. Well, I say that uh, Lord's, uh, he couldn't, he couldn't even, he couldn't even hit the floor ground. Well, Lord Hayward, if you're listening, I think that's answered your question. But where Liz Truss? Now, Liz, many people have um, remarked on your uncanny likeness to Margaret Thatcher in the first debate. But now Rishi has said that he is the heir to to Margaret Thatcher. He says he says that he's running as a Thatcherite and he will govern as a Thatcherite. Who do we believe, Liz? We just want her back. I mean, do we do we do a ritual? Which one? Which one of you is it? I don't think anyone should do a ritual. To be honest, I'm not sure we should encourage that kind of behaviour. But, <clears throat> but sorry, Martin. Hello. Sometimes you try. I tried it last Sunday. Sometimes you have to try it. Hello, Martin. Well, I mean, it's just dangerous. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi, Martin. I saw you. I saw you. I saw you looking, Martin. Well, yeah, that's me. That's um, 
sort of silently sitting in the background, just making sure all the knobs and dials are in the right place. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I, I bet. He is contracted to look. Yes. Well, I saw him is this, looking. I, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't staring. That was just. Uh, is this Martin? You should. I know. Can, I know. Can the I just truth. say, Martin? You shouldn't come on to our guests. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm a married man. I'm, I'm a married man. <laughs> yes. Well, they all say that. That's what they all say. I might just chip in with um, Liz. You you have distanced mm. yourself from the the current government, and yet you you were very much a part of it. So how, I mean, how do you reconcile that? Having not been a part of this government, I can honestly say that I'm loyal to the position of Foreign Secretary, which is why I did not resign. I couldn't because we were, if you hadn't noticed, Martin, at war. And that war was... It was... uh, I, I was in Russia. Hang on. It, uh, Ukraine, uh, sorry, because it, it sounds like UK, but that's so I couldn't. I had to do it, and I like flying around. I do. I do want to to, to say you you said you will stand down people who talk down our country. You said yes. you will reject dehumanizing identity politics. Mm-hmm. You will get rid of cancel culture and the voices of decline. Yes, no more powerful voices. words. No more decline. No more voices, no more cancel, and definitely no more culture under my leadership on the ground. Thank you very much, Liz. Thank you, everyone. Now, we couldn't get Rishi, unfortunately, to join us, but we have the next best thing. We have a journalist who has been following his career closely. I am, of course, talking about the uh, renowned journalist Roger Moore. Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, uh, Harry. It's wonderful to be here, finally. So we are we are now neck and neck. Is it Liz? Is it Rishi? We, we've already heard from Liz, but we wanted for balance to talk to you because you, you obviously, you know Rishi very well. Well, you, you know his career very well. You've been following his career closely, I think, for some time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I mean, I, as, a, as an independent journalist, it's, it's important to maintain impartiality, which I, yes. which I do in my, in my job. Me too. Um, yes, writing for a, a spectator, but mm. as a playing field, this—I mean, this isn't level at all. Speaking totally impartially, uh, Harry, it's not level at all. On the one hand, you have professionalism, the dedication, the go-getting attitude, the half-mast shirt sleeves of Rishi. Yes, and on the other side, you have the human hand grenade. <laughs> but no, but no, but but sorry, I, uh, Roger, isn't the the human hand grenade that was actually a compliment? Because Nadine said that actually she's a human hand grenade because like all grenades, she comes in and pow, everything gets done in a big explosive way. Well, uh, let's just say, Harriet, I've got some uh, (laughs) friends on the inside and they say it's very much not a compliment. Oh, Oh, quite the opposite. you You wouldn't know that, would you, from the phrase? Roger, no, you Roger, wouldn't know that. No. Roger, Roger, I do just have to ask. Um, you, you, you talk <laughs> about the uh, impartiality, but uh, you, you did, you did go to school with uh, Rishi, didn't oh, you? Oh, Martin, did who, I, cares? who cares? Who cares? Oh. That doesn't matter. <laughs> that no, do no, anything. No. I'm sorry, um, Roger. Um, I think he was. No, it's. I think it was, that was, that was a while here. ago. You went to Stroud School in Hampshire, and then oh, you God. also went to Winchester College together. Uh, so, so you, sorry, 
I, I, oh, I grew up, uh, producer Martin. I grew up with your Stanford. your wife. Who is Martin? Harry? He didn't talk about Martin. Producer Martin. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sorry producer, about him, just... Roger. He's just he's the producer. He has to every now and again. He comes in with some stupid wokey fat. Well, Harry, as you know, as I've told you many a soiree, I'm, I'm a professional journalist. I take my job very yes. seriously. Impartiality, yes. you know, cut me and I bleed transparent. I'm so wow. neutral. It's yes, clear like um. Like Vaseline or something. Roger, I remember you saying yeah. this when we were having drinks with oh, who was it with with Pretty? And that's you. You said that then, and we all. I mean, it really struck me. It was such a sort of moving mo- moment. Yeah, and then to have your sorry to come on here and have your producer claim that there's some kind of I'm, bias here. Is I mean, absolutely... I'm not. I'm just. I'm not saying that you are. You know, biased. It's just. Just. It seems interesting that you you did spend an awful lot of time in the same vicinity. Yeah, but I was also at school with um. Uh, uh, with lots of people, and I, I don't know them. Yes, that's a really good point. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Harriet. And if I may continue, sorry yes, for more interruptions from producer Martin. <laughs> um, I really do think Rishi is the man for this job. And how, how, how have you come to that conclusion? Is that just from seeing how good he is with his his little numbers and his campaigns are very good, very, very, very good. funny with the names? Eloquent, and if you see him speak mm-hmm. in his videos, his arm movement, Harriet, his arm yes. movement. I do want yeah. to stick up for Liz here. I do feel that she, her hand movements are sort of, sort of wavy, like a sort of um, like a little puppet, isn't it? Yes, you, yeah, you may say that, but there are there are sources that I've heard of that say it is actually a brain defect. Sources inside the guy. Um, I can't say who. I can't say who. Oh, right. A journalist that, must protect his sources. Is that on the down low? Wow, brilliant. Absolutely on the down low. But they say it is some kind of, you know, uh, disease. Well, I, I think I can speak for all of all of our listeners. They won't breathe a word. They won't breathe a word. Yeah, that's good to know. And I don't, I just, uh, again, speaking entirely impartially, I just don't think she is the woman to, to lead this country. I, I think it's you know, ready for Rishi. And this is me speaking as a journalist, an impartial journalist. Yes. Yes, very impartial. Incredibly impartial. And I hate to sort of bang on about this, but um, it says here that uh, you, you actually attended Rishi's wedding and were in the, in the, uh, the, the, the party um, as a groomsman. I can't remember. Helps well, helps organise uh, the uh, Martin. How is this relevant? How is this relevant? I d- I don't go on about the fact that I, you know, sort of ha- had a brief fling with with Boris Johnson. No, you don't. I mean, I don't on air. Yeah, awesome. yeah, heard that story quite a Big lot. Big fingers. Actually, I mean, I just feel it's that just... maybe you know, there's nothing wrong with having friends, but perhaps when they are the person that you're reporting about and you're reporting... Can I just... Sorry, yeah. Martin, I'm going to interrupt. Please do, Harry. Can I just say that I've I've known Roger a long time mm. and we had a wonderful dinner party. Um, oh, God. Who was, who was it? Neil. Who was it with? Andrew Neil. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he was right. at the top of the table, wasn't Andrew he? Neil. Off his tits. <laughs> he really was. And it was in and then Jeremy Hunt back when he was in favour. Oh, Jeremy Hunt yeah. was, was there. But what was very clear, Martin, was that we we had some good debates and Roger was always very, very impartial. impartial. Very impartial. In fact, Andrew Neil, yeah. uh, sozzled though he was, and he, he did comment. Mm. I think you remember Harriet during his forty 
seven minute speech and how impartial I was. Yes, he called he me the most impartial. It was kind of hard to, at that point to work out exactly what no, he was saying. Kind of like a sort of Scottish sort of... buzz, but but yeah, very impartial. Yes, it was. Yes, but but I think that was probably the gist probably of it. Probably around. Yes. Yeah, and uh, David Cameron said the same. It does feel like there's maybe a little, a little, quite a lot of an overlap between your career and the uh, uh, your friendships extracurricular. Are you I'm the journalist here? I'm not a journalist. Yeah, I'm the that's journalist true. here. No, that's very impartial. You know, I went Winchester. Yeah, yes. Oxford. Yes. Yeah. He did. He did go to yes. Oxford, yeah. uh, and, Martin. And, that yeah. is something Both you need to keep in mind. Yeah. Often. Sorry, Harry. I lost my cool. Roger, Roger. Don't worry. Listen. Delighted that you came on the show. And 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 uh, let's get ready for Rishi. Yes, hashtag I say. ready for Rishi. If you want to donate, uh, readyforrishi.com slash donate. I'll be there. And, uh, you know, the hustings and... Roger Moore, thank you. Now, we had a really good debate in this week's Hot and Spicy Takeaway. Uh, you can make up your own mind. Producer Martin brought facts, but Ishan Akbar brought opinions and, dare I say it, a lot of charisma. I, I feel like facts may have taken a bit of a drubbing this week, but um, I, I'm sure they'll they'll win overall. You know, there's an, otherwise the human race is probably quite quite. Well, wrong. I don't know. Facts are very wokey. Anyway, let's take a listen. Ishan Akbar, what is your hot and spicy takeaway of the week this week? Well, my hot and spicy, and it is a very hot and spicy takeaway of the week, isn't it? Is that this balmy, balmy weather, which some people are saying is because of climate change, is actually because of immigration. You see, there's this old adage that says something to the kid to the tune of, oh, you've brought the weather with you. You know, when someone goes from one place to another, and it's very nice. This increase in immigration has led to people generally from countries which tend to be hotter to come over to the UK. And that is reflected in the weather that we've got now. As more and more people come from hotter climates, they bring the weather with them. So what we're experiencing now is the peak of Britain's immigration status and all this beautiful, hot, Middle Eastern, South Asian, Caribbean weather is what we're getting in Stoke. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Is this scientifically proven, this this theory? Well, yes, of course. I mean, you know, you've been you've been clubbing before, Harriet, haven't you? You've been to the old club and cut some shapes here and there. Well, yes, not for a while, but yes, I have, yes. Yes. In fact, I remember seeing you in um, in a club once. I believe you went with your sister and everyone was talking to her. It was We don't need to talk really about problem. my sister on this podcast, please. If you go to a club, as more and more people go into the club, the club gets hotter, doesn't it? And sometimes in some of these clubs, they turn the sprinklers on just to cool everybody down. But it's heat. And then there's that famous song from, I think it might be Usher or something. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your... That one. I think it's Nelly. But I think that's Drake. Think that's Drake. One of, one of yes. them two. So when you go to a club, it gets hotter. And that's just science. The more people there are in a limited space, the hotter it gets as everybody's body temperatures increase the temperature surrounding the area. So the same thing is happening in the United Kingdom. We've got limited space, but the more people that are coming in, the hotter it gets. And these people are coming from really nice hot places. 
and therefore we've got beautiful hot weather. So it's not climate change, it's immigration. How interesting. I just, I, I'd never thought of it like that. I've, oh, sorry, producer Martin, what do you, what do you uh, well, want to no, say? No, I've, I've just got to question the science behind it. I'm fairly certain that um, all you've brought the weather with you is, is, is more of just a sort of an old saying, uh, uh, you know, almost like a, a metaphor or, or just a kind of... Well, it's a jolly song, Mar- isn't it? Yeah, also. Well, it's a Martin jolly song. Uh, by, by <coughs> Metaphors where, where? and old wives' tales, they come from some semblance of truth. You know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Absolutely. Have you ever had a bird in your hand and taken it into a bush? I know. I, I, no, I, I can't I, say I have, but I, I still don't know, see how this applies to the climate science. I mean, there seems to be general consensus amongst the climate scientists that the, the, the world is getting hotter, that this, uh, these, these, these hot days that we've Ugh. been having are absolutely directly attributed to the, uh, the, the carbon that we're releasing. It's so boring. Climate change, climate change. Why are people trying to make us feel bad? We just want well, this sun is out actually, now. We can listen. sunbathe. If you're too Producer hot, Martin. turn up your air conditioning or there sit you by your pool. Come on! Or if that if you're if you're lucky us. enough, get some of your maids and manservants to fan a bit quicker. But look, climate change is real, but climate change is immigration. It's so interesting this because, of course, we also know that that gays uh, cause thunderstorms. Um, of course. So, so I mean, what? you've got that. It's these minorities. They they have a they have a big if effect. You, honestly, I don't know if you've ever been to a gay club. But the more and more people in there, the sweatier it gets. Often there's just a, just just water all over the floor, just yes. slipping and sliding. It's like I'm in a water slide. It's just it's, yes. I, I went I, with my friend Darren, and that's what we found. I'm not we sure went... anyone's sexuality does necessarily affect the weather systems. I, I mean, I can agree that immigration does have a part in in climate change. I mean, if if you're travelling by uh, by aeroplane, that will be a a massive amount of carbon that's um, oh. that's being put into the atmosphere, and, and you know we've got to cut down in I, our, our I, air I, travel. I, I suppose I, I I don't know. There's quite there's quite a few quite a few on on dinghies and boats, and I, I think they're quote unquote environmentally more friendly. And this is the thing: a lot of immigrants come over. They don't really care about the environment. It's not that sort of thing that they're bothered about. Yeah, like maybe they had a, a threat to their lives that was somewhat greater than. Listen, the... if you're worried about it, if you're worried about how hot it is, let's just have a scheme to get more Eskimos into the UK, and it will balance it out, and we'll have like Eskimos and and other immigrants just living side by side to have an. But that's optimum... a sorry, Ishan. That's a I, lot I think... of immigrants. I think the term is Inuit as well. I'm, but if, just... if we send the, the immigrants to Rwanda, are they going to make Rwanda hotter? Yeah, Rwanda's already quite hot, isn't it? Yes, and it's I quite hot. I think what will happen is if you send more immigrants to Rwanda, it, it would be almost too hot, I think. Ishan, are you saying that expats from the UK moving to Spain and whatnot, they're, they're actually bringing down the uh, the temperatures? In those countries, yeah, is that what you're... Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they go there because they think, oh, it's lovely and hot. But the more Daves and Dans and Martins fly over to Spain, the cooler and cooler it gets. Because I don't know if you know this about white skin, but it absorbs the sun in such a way that their skin starts burning 
And that burning reduces the power of the sun in those places. That is... See, Producer Martin, this is why I like having Ishan on this programme, because he does have this wonderful knowledge that isn't burdened by facts and actual research. I've got to say, I know we're non-censored, but I am a little concerned that we're going to get one of those little um, banners underneath when we post this. You're, you're, are you always news. concerned? But Everything I mean, you is just concerned. It just, I'm, I'm always on the side of balance. You know, sitting on the fence. Yeah, it's that's the problem. And if you sit on the fence for too long, you, you get a good view of both sides. It gets wedged up your asshole. Renueva tu estilo de otoño en JCPenney. Descubre grandes ofertas en modelos versátiles que puedes combinar con piezas tuyas, como un blazer y pantalón de pierna ancha Worthington con tu blusa favorita, o un suavecito suéter St. John's Bay con tu camiseta preferida. Y combina una chaqueta Stafford con uno de los clásicos en tu closet. Con un par de piezas versátiles puedes crear múltiples looks únicos y extraordinarios. Eleva tu estilo de otoño y ahorra. JCPenney, vale la pena. At a time when we are deciding which two versions of conservatism we want to win the next election, it's important to remember that we have an awful, awful alternative. So I was delighted to have communism's official spokesperson come on the show. I am, of course, talking about the Darth Vader of the left, Owen Jones. Now, our guest today has probably upset you at some point, whether it be in The Guardian, The New Statesman, Twitter or his podcast. I am, of course, talking about the far left activist, Owen Jones. Owen, welcome to the show. Why, hello there. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. It's wonderful that you were brave enough to come on. Well, I always say, you know, why I don't live in my little, what you, what you call the far left echo chamber. Yes. Always a pleasure to meet to meet people with... I think it's fair to say we've got one or two differences of opinion. So it's nice to have nice to have a bit of an exchange of... That's democracy, isn't it? That's what it's all about. Yes, yes. And I'm all for democracy. And on this programme, we are all about hearing opposing views, even if they're Marxist ones. So let, let's get into it. Now, Owen, I think what I wanted to start with really is obviously your very quote-unquote uh, wokey. Someone I think once called you the little prince of woke. I think that was at a dinner party I had a few nights ago. What would you say is your your vision of a classroom in 2050? I mean, is it children having to register their pronouns and ethnic identities before being allowed to speak? Or is it only letting the white class people speak sort of 5% of the time? Or what? Where do you see the future going? Well, obviously, we'd nationalise everyone's children to begin with and place them under revolutionary socialist democratic control we probably wouldn't do that to be fair no i think what we do what would we do with the classroom i suppose the problem with the classroom often it's quite hierarchical so i like the idea of people able to express their different opinions get a bit of classroom discussion on on a whole range of issues we had section 28 we weren't allowed to talk about lgbtq issues so i think obviously we'd have a probably enforce the lgbtq agenda on our on our children. No, we did allow them to discuss LGBTQ issues so that people felt comfortable to talk about their sexuality, uh, to talk about their gender identity uh, without feeling without feeling constrained, without feeling that they'll be judged, something like that. But I mean, you, you, you talk about discussion, 
But actually, if you don't mind me saying, you're sort of famous for cancelling people. People on the centre and the right are sort of running scared. Who will be cancelled by Owen Jones next? Do you talk about discussion in a classroom? But is that just about, you know, is that just about sexuality? What about if someone wants to discuss about, I don't know, how they don't like old people very much? Because a lot of us don't. Well, I mean, I don't think we should encourage hatred towards pensioners as a general principle in our education. I mean, especially, I suppose a lot of pensioners would be your natural demographic, politically speaking. You don't probably want to write off just electors, politically speaking, they tend to be probably more aligned with your political worldview than mine. But obviously, no, you can't have children probably encouraged to believe you should hate grannies. I think maybe probably dial that one down a little. But that that's free speech, though, isn't it? That's free speech. When people talk about free speech, often they kind of it, it's portrayed as though it means you're able to say something without being challenged. So, for example, if you said something offensive, well, I found it offensive. Not that you know that necessarily everything you say is offensive, but a, a large proportion. But you have the right to say it, but I have the right to respond and to say, well, I I think that's bad. But a lot of people then the people who call themselves free speech warriors go, no, you can't respond or challenge to me. And if you do, you've cancelled me somehow. Well, I don't you, know. I mean, yeah, what does I, cancel mean? Well, um, you, you have to understand that when you challenge somebody, if you do that in, in a way which incites name calling, that is a cancellation. Look at, I mean, look at Lawrence Fox. He's now only been, he, he's had to relegate his career to GB News, talk radio, spiked, he can only talk in a certain bubble because he's been rejected by society, by the woke left. Well, I don't think the woke left runs yes. Good Morning Britain, do they? I mean, he's been on Good Morning Britain and he made a right idiot out of himself. People confuse, don't they, the right to a platform and the right to freedom of speech. So if, for example, I had a megaphone and I said, well, do you want to buy my megaphone? And you used it and then started yelling things which I thought were pretty outrageous. I might go, can I have my megaphone back now? But that's not stopping your freedom of speech. You could go and say all those terrible things as much as you want to your heart's content, but you just can't use my megaphone. And that's the same with like ITV. You know, if you look through the UN Charter of Human Rights, it says right to freedom of speech, right to assemble democratically, right to free elections. But it doesn't say the right to appear at 7.25am on Good Morning Britain. Actually, no, you do make some good points. For example, when people are, people can be horrible about me. I don't mind. I'm tough. I can cope with that. But, you know, as a result, I have had to sue quite a lot of people for libel. So it's like that, isn't it? It's consequence speech. And and in that way, I suppose we, we agree. I mean, I suppose I'd see that's the problem, is it? Libel laws are a threat to freedom of speech because... If you're someone who doesn't have very much money and someone threatens to sue you, you're kind of a bit stuck because you can't really afford to fight back. So actually, I mean, isn't that just squashing freedom of speech? No, I'm sorry, Owen. I feel like you were once again discriminating against people with money. Oh, oh, what? Because they have money. They're not allowed to defend themselves. They're not allowed to financially cripple the little people. It's not their fault. Um, this is not their fault. Harriet, They've got lots Harriet, of money. I, I, I don't. I just think uh, calling them the little people is probably not not what we want. So maybe if we just go, Martin, uh, it's it's statistically correct. I can. Maybe, Poorer maybe people are that. smaller we'll... because they don't 
They don't have good posture. Right. I am going to have to just uh, jump in with uh, some of the uh, listener questions, if that's all right, Owen. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so um, we, we've we got uh, this one. Got It's, it's a multiple choice. Uh, we're, just, we're asking for a little response from each. So <clears throat> famously, uh, you, you don't trust Keir Starmer to be your prime minister. OK, but would you trust him to be? A milk monitor. I mean, I would prefer him to be Prime Minister than Boris Johnson, obviously, if we're going to get bogged down on the whole PM question. But in terms of milk monitors, mm-hmm. I think the problem is, given his leadership campaign where he said, you know, oh, we're going to nationalise utilities and we're going to scrap tuition fees um, and various other commitments, which he's rode back on. I think he'd he'd go, do you want some milk? And then you'd end up with some, like, stale water. Instead, oh. okay. Well, that's that sounds like a vote against milk monitor. We've got uh, another role here, a bit more responsibility. Uh, a lollipop lady or man or person, a lollipop person, a lollipop person. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, again, I think what would happen there. I'm trying to think how would a lollipop person betray and let down the the commitments. I think maybe just letting the children get run over. Just one yeah, or two. Maybe that that would happen. I was trying to avoid that because I just Hazard thought it was getting job. a bit dark. It's, it is a and dark I, I story, isn't it? Yes. I didn't as well, whatever criticism I have of Keir Starmer, want to end up being sued by him for suggesting that he would allow <laughs> oh, children yes. to be run over at zebra crossings. Oh, I just thought that's not the kind of spat I was trying to engage with no. with the leader of the Labour Party. I'm very keen yes, to you, keep you us don't, all You out don't want to call him a child dispute. killer. That's It never ends well. No, I I don't want, you know, Keir Starmer, the psychopathic lollipop person who allows children to be smashed down by HGVs. But actually... I'm sure we won't edit out that to just be a standalone And and don't worry, we always always edit people to make sure they look really good on this this programme. Yeah, Um, I I trust you for that, of course. I know whatever disagreements we have, I know journalism, you wouldn't betray that. Always, yes, completely. Yeah, just one more... so you wouldn't yeah. necessarily trust him to be a milk monitor, possibly not a lollipop person. How about a Guardian columnist? Huh? Well, again, I think the problem there, being a Guardian columnist, is, again, I'm just going to stick to my theme, is it'd be a nightmare for the editors because he'd pitch and he'd go, hey, guys, can I write a story about the the scandal of homelessness on our streets? And they'd be like, yeah, we need, we actually do need some copy about that. It's really bad. And then he'd just send in some copy where he'd just written over and over again, I'm a massive lemon, I like oranges. Yeah, fruit-based colour, yeah. Yeah, do you see what I mean? It'd just be like all citrusy. It'd be a load of very random citrus-related trivia as well. Why, Maybe would, he be writing say, about, why would he be writing about fruit, Owen? I don't, it does I don't, sound quite fun, I don't understand. What I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to, I, I don't know why I got bogged down with the kind of citrus. Um, no, we alleyway. all like talking about fruit sometimes. It happens. I also like the sound of citrus <laughs> alleyway. That sounds delicious. It does. Citrus alleyway. Yeah, I get that. But again, I think what I'm trying to kind of really n- narrow, sort of hammer away at, hammer away at, you can tell I'm a writer, really eloquent, is that I think he would promise to deliver something and he would give something very different of a very bad quality that's not relevant is what I was trying to say. But I, I think what's what's interesting, Owen, is, is you are rather critical of your own party, which is something I have to say on on the right, on the political right, we don't we don't do. We're 
We're very, we're loyal to the end. I, I mean, Theresa does May? this mean uh, she doesn't count? I mean, she's why doesn't she count? She fluffed up Brexit and she did that strange little dance. It was very embarrassing, and I, I'm afraid why, no why? people like that. Dance they don't the least count. offensive thing. Least offensive thing she did, Theresa May. To be honest, with you. I liked what she did as um, foreign secretary. I, I'm uh, home, sorry, home home secretary. I thought she did some some marvelous work oh, there. But was that deporting yeah. deporting migrants? Yes, Depor- and deport yes. well. Not just that, she deported, of course, Windrush Black Britons who belonged in this country and denied them the services they depended. But on. But anyway, look, I don't want to defend Theresa May because I think she she didn't deliver on Brexit, which Boris Johnson has now done, and that's what it is. And I think where I'm really sort of getting at is obviously there was this whole thing where the the red wall we turned it blue. You're you're red Owen. Do you think we could oh, yeah. tempt you over to the to the blue side? You know, I you don't like prefer... Keir Starmer. Uh, um, it is very either or, isn't it? It turns out it isn't. No, no. It turns out um, you no? could just say. I mean, I think the difference is, I suppose, the problem I have with Keir Starmer. I think he's. But I think Boris Johnson's really, 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 really So, yeah, I mean, because the phenomenon that I've kind of got used to is because I'm a tedious Labourite who just votes Labour every single election in my entire life, a lot of people yell at me on the internet who were voting Liberal Democrat in 2019. Yeah, well, um, all those people should I'm, all be shot. Well, <laughs> we've got some, something to... <laughs> some common ground there. But they, um, yeah, they all voted Lib Dem, and then they're like... Anyone who doesn't support Keir Starmer is a Tory because if you don't support the Labour leader against the Tories, then you're a Tory. Yeah, no, I think what the, the problem I have with Keir Starmer is he's moved too close to the Tories. So it's not, I wouldn't, it would kind of be weird if I joined the Tories because I thought Keir Starmer would become too like the Tories. I want them to be less like the Tories, like less. They're too yes, like. You, you've, this... got to, you've got to pick your tribe, Owen. You can't sort of fanny around in the middle. I mean, that's why the Liberal Democrats are so pointless. You've got to pick one or the well, other. But it isn't, I mean, should should politics be a football game? But maybe it yes, shouldn't be. Maybe, yes, I think it should. Maybe we should all be citizens who think to ourselves, well, actually, we should scrutinise all politicians, whoever they are. And, and even if we have to do what I do, which is go into a voting booth and go, well, I guess I'll have to vote for the Labour Party again, which, um, but, but which is see, traumatic. I, I mean... I'm sorry, this is the problem with you. You're too extreme. You're too extreme. Now, I, I don't. I want to quote my, my good friend, Julia Hartley Brewer, who I think uh, compared you to ISIS. She, she, she did compare me if... to ISIS. I think there's a lot of similarities. It's because I walked off a TV show, Sky News Preview. That sounds um, like something ISIS would do. I don't think, what, yeah, walking off TV sets in protest at the framing of a discussion on the mass murder of several gay people. I don't think it was very ISIS-y. I think we can all so agree you... ISIS is bad. I just want to put that out yeah, on the, think... you know, for legal reasons yeah. that we're all anti-ISIS. Not, we're not Unity. fans of ISIS on this show. Oh, no. and uh, no, I, know, no. I know time's getting on. I just want to jump in with uh, another a quick, uh, little quick question from, from the uh, audience. Okay. So we know that you're from the North but you studied in the South. So uh, it's, a, it's a fast fire round here. Here we go. So uh, just the first thing that pops into your head. So um, Pulp or Radiohead? Oh, Pulp, I think. Yeah, I'd go for Pulp. Oh, I've got a little trivia there. Um, Because, trivia, that's weird. Yeah, because my dad worked for Sheffield City Council and he worked with the mum of, I think, the bassist from Pulp. 
that's my little lane to fame. Well, that that is great. I mean, it's absolutely it's not surprising misunderstanding yeah. how a fast fire round works, but I do appreciate the info. There. Oh, sorry. Um, Arctic monkeys or foals? Foals. And finally, Yorkshire puddings or education? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to rush you. <laughs> Education, maybe just for some reason. Ah, okay. So, I do know we've gone slightly over time. Have you got time for one more question? Do hit hit me with it. Hit me with it hard. Um, So, obviously, you are a sort of self-described socialist, would you say? Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah, I'm happy with that. Are these really your beliefs or do you just enjoy losing? Well, I've, I've become accustomed to losing, if that's what you mean. Yeah, I definitely didn't choose socialism for the the just the thrill of always just being on the op. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that is it's it's not the che- most, it's not been the most cheerful of of last few years. But to be fair, for everyone of a vaguely progressive bent, it's been. A, I mean, for your lot, you've you've just like one never running party. For anyone who's kind of vaguely progressive, it's been like being repeatedly smacked in the face with a hammer. I think probably that's how it. That's how it's certainly felt. Yeah, that sounds yeah, very, think, very looking, dour and lefty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not. Um, yeah, I don't I don't get off on loser. I'd quite quite like. Yeah, I quite like my beliefs to win eventually. I'm taking this. We're taking well, the scenic route. We'll get there eventually. It's the scenic route. Can I? Can I? Can I offer a little a little tip as from one journalist to another? Um, why don't you consider writing for the Telegraph, and then you just have to write what people want to hear. People are happy. You're happy. The world goes on. It, you, you create a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. What, what would I write in the everyone. Telegraph? What, what would I write? Oh, I, oh, I don't know. You could, you could, you know, you could talk about history and and Winston Churchill or or anything really. Or um, could I talk you about know, I, Winston Churchill's role in the Bengal famine, in which three million no, died no, you he... couldn't talk about that. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, I think that's all we need. We have time for. Owen Jones, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's a huge honour. It, it, it is. It, it is. It is. That's it for this week. Please remember to tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, what can they do, Martin? They can, uh, they can say the things. They can hit the, uh, the subscribe yes. button. Uh, it's been brought to my attention there is no like button but if there was I, I suggest that you hit it anyway just hit all of the nice buttons and uh, five stars that's what we're looking for five, five star review five please. big ones and also you can you can write things in the little box say oh it's wonderful it's it's like a pleasant holiday for my ears with thanks to Brendan Murphy, Rosie Holt, Ishan Akbar, Suze Kempner, Paul Dumphy, Ed Morris and special guest Owen Jones. And see you next week for another episode of Non-Censored. Este es el mejor momento para preparar tu hogar para las fiestas y recibir a los invitados. Porque en The Home Depot encuentras ahorros de hasta 40% en baños seleccionados por Internet. Además de entrega gratis en todos los tocadores y grifos por Internet. Deja tu casa lista para esas visitas esperadas. Familia, amigos, vecinos... Y las inesperadas. Deja tu baño listo para las fiestas con ahorros de hasta 40% en tocadores y grifos en The Home Depot. Haces más. Logras más. 
Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>